you forget how to do radio? Are you working? What kind of work do you do? We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Evening, Commissioner. From the makeshift studios in Mullica Hill, New Jersey, it is talking ish with your commish. And fellas, I am glad to be back on the airwaves for episode number 100. That's right. It's a special edition of talking ish with your commish. And I know what you're thinking. Hey, Brent, you got a lot of shit planned for this episode, I'm sure. And you'd be wrong. <laughs> now nah, we're just going to talk shit like we normally do. Like, isn't that the point of this fucking show? Nothing special planned. We're just going to keep uh, the formula going as usual. So if I had a team behind me or something like that, you know, maybe we would uh, maybe we would put the whole fucking thing together, you know, clips and shit like that. But I don't have that fucking kind of time. I don't know who does. I know you, I know you know that I don't have that kind of time. So uh, one day when we get maybe episode 1,000, We'll we'll get to that, and we'll have a crew behind us. We'll see. Or when you guys get me on WIP finally, so help me out here. Sell my tape. I know it's it's hard. It's a hard sell. It's a hard sell. Lots of uh, colorful language on this podcast that probably can't be used as like a audition tape, right? So I'd be fucked in that department. I'd probably have to come up with a whole new reel of, of just clean shit, which would be difficult because that's not my shtick. That's why I'd never be good on terrestrial radio. Anyway, uh. I've been on paternity leave for quite some time, and as you can see, I'm starting to go mad. Nah, I'm kidding. I'm having a great fucking time. Uh, there's honestly nothing better than getting to sit around with your kids and just kind of watch them grow up. I know that sounds corny and cliche, but it's honestly fucking true. There's a very fleeting time that you have with your children when they're this young, and I'm just enjoying every minute of it. I get to have a cool schedule where I get to balance the time between my two kids Um my mother-in-law is here during the week uh, from Tuesday to Thursday. Most most weeks, sometimes that varies, you know. But uh, on Mondays, it's absolute fucking chaos. That's when I have both kids at the same time for pretty much the whole day. Jen, God bless her. She just can't help herself. She's like, look at this fucking idiot struggling with these two kids. Yeah, I got to come and step in and help out every now and then. So she does shit like cooking their lunch when she's home. Uh, she's still working, working from home, but cooking their lunch and all that shit. And I just fumble through life like, you know, just trying to get by. I mean, I'm pretty good at entertaining children. Uh, but when the children are cranky and they don't want to hang out with me and they don't want to eat their whatever fucking thing we made them that day, you know, it, it is what it is. You got to fucking persevere. And sometimes Jen just steps in and helps. So Mondays are chaos. Um, but Tuesdays, Linda comes and it's easier because like then we can split. You know, she takes one kid. I take the other kid. We can divide and conquer kind of thing and uh we we have kind of like a set schedule so linda goes to the library on uh tuesdays with charlie i hang out with kemper it's kind of fun wednesday's my favorite day i get to take charlie to the little gym in turnersville turnersville i don't know if you know much about turnersville eh, the nicest area you know i'm not saying it's uh it's like it's not the ghetto but it's definitely not your place you know you want to fucking like leave your car window open you know a lot of uh, Gloucester County moms, your typical Gloucester County moms, you know, like with the kids named like Braden and, you know, K K Amber Lynn or Kimberlyn or some kind of Lynn, some some kind of white trash name. Uh, that's that's who was at this class. And so, like, normally it's Linda and, you know, cause there's a couple grandmas there, too, taking their kid to the class. Linda takes Charlie to the class. So, like, that's what the 
fucking class is used to and the teacher is used to him. And then, you know, there's fucking, I just show up one day, you know, I'm the only dude in this entire fucking little gym class. And you know me, guys, I'm a colorful character. I come in and I, just, I bring the goof. So we have the part in the beginning where their kids are supposed to introduce themselves. Charlie wants nothing to do with this fucking class, by the way, because these kids are all fucking gross. They're all like snot-nosed kids. You know the type. The ones that like their parents don't wipe their face. Like as a parent, you know your kid's going to be snotty and, sh- and shit. Like they're a fucking kid. But it's your obligation to like make sure they're presentable in public and like wipe their face for them and shit. They don't know how to do that. And it's uncomfortable, you know? Have you ever had snot on your lip? You're just like, you just want to get it off. Imagine being a kid and like not knowing that. And you're just like, why am I so uncomfortable? This is gross. Why do I feel so gross right now? There's just like, there's something about me that's so gross and I don't know what it is. Like imagine not being able to take care of that for yourself. You got to do that for your kids. And some of these parents, they just don't do that shit. Poor little like Tyson and Purdue and uh, Jeremiah and fucking Amberlynn. They're all just over there snot nose. They need their fucking shit wiped. That's all I'm saying. So anyway, in the beginning of this class, it's time to introduce yourself. And all the kids, you know, they fucking can't even talk. They're like two years old and they have like no words for some reason. They're all like kind of on the spectrum, it would seem. Um, I know we're not supposed to criticize other people's kids, but it's not my fucking kids. You know, like, you know, I kind of like think about it as like, I like my kids, you know, I don't like most other people's kids. Like, I like all your guys' kids because you're my friends and I actually do care about your kids. I really mean that. Um, But generally, like the general public, like am I going out in public? Like, you know, I'm at the playground and your kids are more of a nuisance to me than they are like a benefit. So your kids, your kids suck. You know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm saying the proverbially hue. They all stink. Anyway, back on track. The introduction to this fucking class. This is a long story. I'm sorry. We're getting long-winded here. Uh, This is what you get on the 100th episode of Talking Nation with your English. More of the same. Um, So we're in the circle, and you're supposed to introduce yourself. These kids are just, like, drooling, and their parents all introduce themselves, and you're supposed to say, like, a fun fact. Like, what's your kid into these days? Um, So, like, most of the parents are like, oh, this is my kid, uh, Stephanie, and she's... Just started speaking for the first time. She said, Mommy, and she's three years old. And you're like, oh, you might want to get that shit checked out. And then uh, the next one goes, and they're like, oh, this is a bar- Bob Jr., little Bob Jr. And he uh, he fucking uh, he, he put his finger in the outlet today or something like that. you know. And then I, it gets to me, and I'm just like, this is Charlie. And she, the first thing she says to me when she wakes up is she wants to see hangers, outlets, and robots, because, like, honestly, honestly, God, that's what fucking Charlie is into. And I, I kind of think I'm being cheeky and fun, and every it's fucking crickets, dude. Tough fucking crowd. I'm like, oof, oof. So that's how the class, like, usually starts. I'm Like, most classes, I make it really uncomfortable and awkward with my introduction thing. <laughs> I try to make some kind of joke that just lands. Like, it's funny. Like, objectively, I'm telling you guys, like, my jokes are funny. That was a bad example. I can't remember the other ones, but I, like, make a little joke about, you know, something... Me and Charlie have done that week. And every it doesn't land ever. It's like fucking like it's like bombing at stand up comedy. It's terrible. Uh but we persevere. And then like the the teacher is this annoying uh, I guess like some former cheerleader who just can't get over that and just wants to keep that going. So she teaches and I use that that term teaching uh very liberally, uh a gym class, uh which basically is just glorified babysitting which honestly it's not really babysitting it's like hey come take your kid to our establishment where i will guide them in a series of things that they don't have to actually do uh you can choose to do them so it's basically like taking your kid somewhere to play with them in public <laughs> that's basically what we're doing we're playing in public 
uh, and you'll pay us money for this, and we'll call it gym class. So, I mean, I guess we're coming to rent the equipment that's there because there's some guided thing. She's like, gets these little eggs out, and she throws them, and she goes like, it's so dumb. It's so dumb. I mean, kids love it. But she takes them, and then she's like, eh, eh, chew, and she drops all the fucking eggs. And it's like maracas, and these kids go fucking crazy. It's like they was a free crack giveaway or something. Uh, they love these shits. So all of that's going on. And then my kid, the weirdo of the class, is just like, no, nah, I don't want to do that. I'm going to go. <laughs> Literally, she goes up to the wall and just names all the colors, like some kind of autist. She's just like red, blue, yellow, green, red, blue, yellow. Green. It's like a padded wall that's just the same pattern over and over again. She just up and down the wall for like, you know, a couple minutes doing that. And then uh, she just decides it's time to be a monkey. Goes around, hangs on every single piece of gym equipment. And then uh, there's a part in the class that's supposed to be interactive where she actually does do some gymnastics. Charlie's like, nope, fuck that. We're not doing that. We're going to just come over here and we're going to fucking shoot hoops on this little tiny basketball. Uh, and then at the end, it's the only time Charlie participates in the entire event. Uh, it's bubbles. She fucking goes ape shit. I'm talking like ape shit over bubbles. She's just like, she can't contain herself. Her whole fucking body shaking. She's just like, get me some fucking bubbles, dude. I have to go fucking touch some bubbles. <laughs> and then when the bubbles come, she's like, trying to touch every fucking bubble. And then she comes back to me. And the first thing she says to me when the bubbles are over is no stamps. Because at the end of the gym class, every kid gets a stamp. She does not want a stamp. She's very adamant about that. No fucking stamps for me. Off to Target we go. That's our after the little gym ritual. Because the Target is literally right next to her. We have to drive by it. And she makes me go there and get her a fucking bullseye. From, that's the, the dog from Target Cake Pop. And that's my, that's my Wednesday afternoon. Isn't that great? That's a fun time, right? My favorite part of the little gym, though, if I can just kind of close this real quick. So uh, the teacher, Miss Megan, who's just like some fucking, again, like a washed-up cheerleader, basically, um, she made a comment to me that, wow, when Charlie's here with you, she seems to be more open to the things in class. I think she's referencing specifically the only thing that Charlie participates in at the end, which is the bubbles. Because I do try to encourage her to do the shit throughout the class because I'm like, ah, you know, you like lack structure because you're just like, oh, you boss us around, we just do what you want to do most of the time <laughs> when I'm watching you. Why don't you try to fucking do the shit the class is doing? So I try to encourage her to do that. And, like, sometimes she will. But most of the time she's just like, ah, fuck you kids. Like, I'm going to go do my own thing. Um, but, like, the, I guess the teacher notices that, hey, I'm putting in the effort over here. So um, Jen goes to the class one week when Jen's home and off of work, like, on my paternity leave. And she comes back and she's like, man, Miss Megan's just like, I don't think she likes me. I'm like, why? Why do you think that? She's like, I just I mean, all she talked about was how much better Charlie is when you're here. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit. So like, I guess we're not going to the little gym anymore because now Jen fucking hates Miss Megan because Miss Megan was like, she, Jen's like, I pay for this fucking class. Like, I'm the one who got him. Like, do you think Brent will go online and find classes for a little gym for and like pay for them? Like, he's only here because I sent him here, like, some fucking lackey. <laughs> and you're fucking coming here and telling me that, like, he's the one who's, like, doing better? She was pretty pissed about it. So, you know, you know, and want one for the dad in the column, you know what I'm saying? Ha, 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 Anyway, yeah, so we go to Target afterward. That's our other fucking ritual on, on Wednesdays. And uh, Target's a blast because Charlie just, like, fucking loves everything in that store. I mean, I could sp we could spend, if you need to kill time and you just need to, like, 
you know, just show your kid a bunch of shit in Target. Like, I don't walk away having to buy a bunch because we've established some ground rules in Target. So, like, at least we have that going for us. We don't always walk away with stuff. Sometimes we do because it's just fun. Sometimes it's fun to buy your kids shit. But uh, most of the time, we're just walking through. And the thing that Charlie loves in the in the fucking store is the vacuum section. I know that sounds weird, but the weird thing that she's into is uh, she calls them robots. She really means, like, vacuum cleaners. Because she's really into Roombas because we have uh, an iRobot every morning. The first thing she fucking says to me when she wakes up is like, robot. So we have to go downstairs. I have to take the Roomba, which now has googly eyes on it, and send him around my house. She has to watch him. We have to change the robot diapy, which just means emptying his uh, lint bin or whatever you want to call that. Um, And by the way, those fucking Roombas and shit are such garbage. Like if you have one of them... Like, you got to admit, like, they do not do a good job of uh, cleaning your floor. Like, they're basically a glorified Swiffer. And honestly, my Swiffer does a better job. And then after, you know, we do the uh, the Roomba, we have to go around the house and identify all the other vacuum cleaners. So we have Big Daddy Robot, which is just my Dyson. Uh, that's my main vacuum, my, my big canister vacuum. And then I got, like, a Shark, like, vac mop which is like baby robot, according to Charlie. Um, we have a pet vac for when Dutch shits and pisses on the carpet. Uh, that's water robot. Um, and then we have a literally like a fucking Swiffer. And she thinks that's a robot too because it's like, I guess like it's in the vacuum family. Like if we're being honest, it's the thing that cleans the floor. So it's like basically like a manual vacuum. And that's how she thinks about it. Um, she also has a play set of like it's like a mop a broom a dustpan and a duster all of those are robots too because they're all cleaning devices so all these robots exist in my house they're all characters that live in her world and now like throughout my day dude this is my fucking days like we go just around different floors looking for robots so every floor has a robot because every literally every floor in my house has a vacuum cleaner and or broom because like if you don't keep a vacuum cleaner and or broom on every floor i think you're kind of like doing it wrong right like you don't want to have to carry that shit upstairs like if you have it you know you fucking keep it don't throw out a vacuum basically is what i'm trying to tell you just keep one on every floor that's what i do like i have some shitty fucking vacuum i have i've had for like almost 30 years in my basement i have that vacuum i got my dyson that i i personally purchased and then I had a uh, Best Buy gift card. I bought a fucking like cordless Dyson I keep upstairs, you know. So I got one on every fucking floor. It's great. I highly recommend it. Um, but now it's created an obsession with my daughter where like that's created the narrative of the life that I live most days. That and we watch a lot of TV, which you know started out as blippy. We only we try to keep TV down to like at least an hour a day, you know. We don't want to do more than that. But it's blippy. It's this Gabby and Alex, which is basically like. This Scandinavian woman who decided that her children need to be YouTube celebrities, so they create these stupid videos of their lives, which are just literal mind garbage for your children. And now I've noticed that there's a series of uh, copycats of Gabby and Alex. So, and like those ones are fucking really bad. It's basically like uh, other Scandinavian people that were like, "Oh, I noticed that my friends were making our money off of that, and I want to do it too." And then they make these terrible videos. There's one that Charlie's obsessed with right now. It's like literally a pool. It's a giant pool, square. Imagine a square that's separated into quadrants. So 
a giant square separated into four squares where each square is colored in a different color filled with balls from like a ball pit basically creating like a red square a green square a blue square and a yellow square and these kids and their Scandinavian dad just create these very obscure games that it's like watching a Japanese game show um and that's literally like what's consuming Charlie right now. When she, when we have our little hour TV period, she's like, "That's what I want to watch." And I'm like, "Charlie, that is little fucking dog shit that you're consuming for your mind." And she just doesn't care. But you know what? I try to just let her have her independence and freedom to select her TV show for the hour that she has TV. If that's what she wants to watch, that's what she watches. I'm just. It's It's fucking so terrible, dude. It's like honestly the worst shit I've ever watched. I'd rather watch Blippi. And that guy shit on somebody else. And it's and usually on Thursdays we go to like the diner or some other kind of restaurant or pizza place and we just we have lunch. It's just great, man. I get to hang out with fucking Charlie and spend like a lot of time just like we talk. She talks so much, dude. She talks more than fucking Jen does, and that's saying a lot. Um and then when I'm not with her, I'm usually with Kemper, which is fucking great too. Like it's like re-experiencing all the things you experienced the first time. And like I'm so stupid and dumb and smoke too much pot that I don't remember all the milestones and when they happen. So like they catch me off guard. I'm like, holy shit, you're doing that? And like I'm like, ah, I thought that was later because I'm stupid or whatever. Uh, but it's been great, man. And, you know, I'm fucking if you have the chance to take a paternity leave in your life, just fucking do it. Don't debate it. Take as much time as you possibly can for yourself. That's... The best advice I could ever give you in life as a parent. Just if you have time to take leave, take it and fucking enjoy it, dude. Get all in on that shit because you're not going to have that time ever again in your life. Like unadulterated time with your kid. You only get that on weekends, uh, holidays, and vacations. And those are the rarest pieces of your time. Like if you had a pie chart of your time, it's such a small sliver and I feel like the one thing I've kind of had a revelation of in uh, this paternity leave has been that uh, that's the fact of my life. And that makes me really, you know, deep down inside, that makes me really sad. I don't know. Not to get too uh, sentimental on you fellas, but uh, time is such a fleeting thing. And when you think about, like, you have such a small piece to spend on something so valuable as that. Um, and then you think about things like, I know, I think often about my mom passing and, you know, the fact that she didn't have as much of that. I think about that a lot. I'm like, well, what if that's me? Well, I mean, I don't want to waste that. So that thing is like my most valuable resource. So if my pie chart has that small of a sliver to spend on things like that, unadulterated time with your kid, you got to fucking take advantage of it, you know? And I do. Like emotionally, I'm in it. And at the end of the day, I'm drained because it's like, <sighs> man, I can't imagine being like a stay-at-home mom because it's emotionally draining because you're just investing so much of yourself into trying to just inter like keep your kid entertained, trying to give them love and affection, comfort them when they're sad, deal with them when they're grumpy, you know, all that range of emotions you deal with as a parent. Um, it drains you over the course of a day. And at the end of the day, you're tired. And then when you have two of them and you're not sleeping, like, you know, it's a little hairy at times, but it's so worth it, isn't it? I mean, there's it's kind of like exercise. That's kind of how I think about it. It's like when you exercise, it's like you dread the thought of having to do it, 
But when you're doing it, you fucking love it. Like when you get up at night with your kid, you dread the thought of just having to get up. But then when you're up with them, you're like, well, isn't this what it's all about? And it's like that dichotomy of like feeling the guilt of having to do something that is work and feeling like, you know, not a resentment towards like the having to do work, but having to like do something constantly, even when you don't want to do it, kind of like exercise. Um, and then you you benefit from it so much that you're happy you did it. That's the beauty of uh, parenthood. It's like the hardest fucking job you ever do that you get the most out of, you know. And then you go to work and you deal with fucking Larry from accounting. Fuck that guy, right? You know? I could be with my kid. <laughs> I got to deal with this asshole who wants to have a meeting at 4 o'clock on a Friday. Fuck you. Like, dude, I'm telling you, man. Life is more about fucking hanging out with your family and your friends than anything else. And you have such little time to do that. And that's why it's it's just hard, man. We all, we, we, we try to get together. We try to do these things that, um, you know, we can see each other. We can hang out. We all have families now. We all have schedules to keep. It's, it's it's fucking tough, you know. That's why I love this podcast. And episode number 100 to me just means this is one more forum, like a group chat, like a text group that we have to kind of just put ourselves out there. And, you know, I probably do it more than most on this podcast because it's mine. I put my name on it, whatever. Um, but I do it because there's something foundational to the, the thought for me of just a, a, a group of friends that like to have fun, don't take themselves too seriously, have a football league that feels serious but really isn't, you know. Um, it's fun, man. That's I, I fucking love that about it. And I just hope that uh, you appreciate, you know, what we're trying to do here. It's just more or less a, a public forum like Twitter. It's like yelling out into the universe, um, whatever you're thinking or feeling. I do it in my basement all alone. Um, and maybe, hey, one day when our schedules clear up and our kids are a little bit older, We'll get back to making this something that's a little bit more regular, right? This is my second one of the year. It took me that long to get to episode 100. And it's going to be another bumpy road until I get into more of a normal schedule. I'm not in a normal schedule by any means right now. But uh, we persevere through it because the thing I just described is what's most important. That little bit of time that we have to connect. Connection. That's what life's all about. That's uh, Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> that was fucking gay. Oh, sorry. Forgot. Can't say gay. You know, some people are offended by that. They would label you as, you know, a faggot. This podcast is brought to you by True Classic Tees. Yes, this is an Instagram brand that uh, the commission fell for. But let me tell you something, fellas. Do you uh, have a body where you're like, I do push-ups, but I drink a lot. Or, you know, I work out my arms and chest, but nothing else. Um... You need a t-shirt that complements that kind of physique? Well, I got one for you. True Classics. And True Classics, they got all kinds of shit. You know, it's overpriced. And it's fabrics, garbage, bullshit that'll fall apart in a couple of months. But if you're willing to wait for a Black Friday deal or you can get them for like $10, $15 a pop, that's the brand for you. That's exactly what the commission did. You can use uh, promo code Black Friday uh, if you can travel back in time and use that. Uh and buy some true classic shit that complements your gut. It keeps you looking fit up top, party down at the bottom or something. Yeah. We're also brought to you by Muggsy Jeans, Fat Guy Sweatpants, 
that are actually jeans. You know what it is, Mugsies. Uh, and also brought to you by uh, Crocs. Uh, look fucking queer, but they're fantastic. It's I have like, it's like a cloud on my foot right now, walking around. They're my house shoes. I'm not gonna go outside the house, and I'm I'm not a fucking stupid person that would go out in public and look ridiculous. Uh, I'll wear them in my house though. Crocs. We're also brought to you by Sony's PlayStation Five. I bought one myself. You should do the same. It's pretty fun. Uh, I played God of War 5. Is it God of War 5? I think that's the one we're at. Uh, was pretty fucking good, dude. Let me tell you something. One of the most fun games I've played in, in a long time. I don't play a lot of games, so that's not saying much. But, uh, it was pretty fucking fun. I, I liked it, man. 4K, pretty fun to play in. Let's fucking do that. Maybe. Get back in the gaming train. We should probably get on, uh, the sticks. Maybe play some Call of Duty, Warzone. Let's check it out. Uh, PlayStation 5. You can play on that. Xbox, PC, whatever. Let's get back into gaming. Uh, anyway, we'll move on with the podcast. Maybe we get into the part, you know, that's actually about fantasy football. It's the reason I think maybe some of you come here. All, not all of you. Maybe. Maybe none of you come here for the other stuff. But some of you only come here with the fantasy football. Maybe that's Fox. I imagine Fox is like a nerd. He skips through like the first part. He's like, let me get to the fantasy football part. Let me talk about the fantasy football stats. I feel like he has the almanac from uh, the fucking Back to the Future movies. I know I referenced that a lot with Fox. But like he's like Biff Tannen. He went to the future. And he got the almanac for like the season that is happening now. And he dra- that's how he drafted his team. He has like the future knowledge. So, uh, Future Fox is out there stealing the almanac and bringing it back to his past self and trying to help his team out. That's what's going. That's what's been going on. It's been going. It's a conspiracy theory I have, much like Stein's conspiracy theory about the Las Vegas shooter. This is mine. But despite his uh, future meddlings, uh, there is one team this year that has stood out above them all. And despite how the records finished and how the points for finished. It's been a pretty consistent and pretty coastal ride for uh, for uh, Tim, Tim Timothy Tryhard. That's John Ford. John Ford, Joe, as we know him. Um, I'm only saying Ford, by the way, because that's a Jen continuously. Uh, John continues, despite over the years, me saying it the right way, continues to mispronounce your last name. Um, because she's just retarded. Um, but uh. Yeah, anyway, I digress. Uh, John's team has been fucking solid, though, dude. Every week, more or less showing up and being pretty consistently dominant, led by Patrick Mahomes and Justin Jefferson. I mean, do we need to really go past that? Um, we do because there's some heavy hitters in there as well. Guys that could pop off at any time. Alvin Kamara on a bad team. Great player. So he can pop off at any time, and he has, and that's kind of been a, a great asset to John. I think Alvin Kamara has more or less had the year that Alvin Kamara probably should have had, and a lot of people didn't think he would have. And then Travis Etienne started the season with a little bit of struggle and then figured it out, and now has become the predominant back there in Jacksonville after James Robinson kind of took over early on. Um, But, dude, Justin Jefferson and Patrick Mahomes, they're the two probably best players at their position, and they could fucking just win Joe of his weeks. Um, but those other guys, and then guys like Christian Kirk, Chris Godwin, capable of just 
putting Jof uh, ahead, more or less. So Jof is the uh, number one seed overall, captures uh, a Gentile division victory, which uh, has dethroned a run by the commission of division championships. Maybe uh, we're shaking it up here in the Gentile division. I think we were pretty competitive this year up until like the, the end where <coughs> injuries did decimate the Gentile division in particular. Um, but we are we are very proud that Jove is our number one seed overall and, pro and possibly the favorite right now, the odds-on favorite, to win the whole fucking thing because his team's solid and consistent, and we have to check matchups and whether or not they're favorable and all to comment on that, which <laughs> I've clearly not done, uh, so I won't comment on that. Um, but Jove probably the odds-on favorite if we had to guess at this point. But right behind him, winning again, it has to be like, you know, he's probably won 90% of the Jude Division titles. Is uh, Zifo right there again at the top of the uh, Jude Division. Amari Pooper, as he's adaptively named. Um, we made fun of him for his team because he drafted so many Cleveland Browns players. But I'll tell you what, his team kind of panned out, led by uh, his, his fucking strength at uh, running back of Mixon Chubb. We let him get those guys. I don't know why we fucking did that. Uh, and then his receivers, dude. Stacked. Stacked the receiver position. Devontae Adams. Amon Ross St. Brown. I mean, he got him last year on Weavers. I'm pretty sure Zifo did. And that's what led him to a title. And then we just let him get him again. He's like, oh, well, let me just run it back with him. Um, and then a lot of other like, complimentary pieces on his team. I mean, Amari Cooper's been pretty solid when he's been healthy. Uh, we'll see what happens with Deshaun Watson. I feel like that team's going backwards with him. That fucking, t that touchy fucking feely motherfucker. Um, yeah, but dude, Fox is right there again, competing for a championship. His team is deep he, and his team is good and you know they're good and you know he could go for a run. Um, but you got to hope he just runs into a brick wall in a week and just doesn't run it back. Uh, I think we're all tired of watching him win. It's like the Patriots, dude. You're the Patriots, brother. That's what's that's what it's like to watch. But we have our Eagles in Jof. Well, I mean, I think is that the right analogy, right? Like it's like the evil empire in the other division, and it's like the hopeful up and coming team in the other. So we'll see how that works. I'm so in favor, by the way, of a, a new playoff format where it's more like the AFC NFC type deal, and more teams in the division make it to the playoffs. Let's say but they play within their respective division for a conference title to go to a Super Bowl. Imagine how exciting that would be. We voted on it one time. You all voted it down, but I just described it again. Does it change your, your opinion? Let me know. 610-632-097-5. So uh, both Zifo and Jove get buys. Jove the number one overall seed. Zifo the number two. And they will take on the winner of these games, these matchups, and the next uh, people to make the playoffs. Um, we have our number two overall seed, Mark, who has had a just a surge here um, in the second half of the season where he's really come on strong. Strong at running back, solid up and down. You feel like Mark has a lot to be dangerous and maybe come back and win his first title since our league's inception. Really hungry for it. I can I can feel Mark. He's silently optimistic and confident. There's a lot of confidence oozing from Mark right now. He's got that new dad energy. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 just oh I feel it. 
he will take on his division rival, um, his rivalry matchup, ML. The season series uh, between these two was split. ML taking, uh, or, or I'm sorry, Mark taking the most recent of the two matchups. Um, and here we have the rubber match, and we'll see who can take on Zifo in the next round. Um, and then in our other matchup, facing each other for the second consecutive week, the third time this season, um, me, the commish, at the four seed, taking on uh, Maxwell, Ezra Stein, the Horsham Thunderflaps uh, at the five. So last week, uh, the commish pulled one out by point three points. And I know that one stings for Stein. Uh, could have affected seeding and everything else. Um, the commish really hobbling into the playoffs with the loss of Cooper Cup uh, just fizzled down the end, put up some miserable weeks, and then came in solid with this week at the end. And we've got a lot of uh, things to be optimistic about. We picked up uh, Darren Waller. He's a wild card. We're not going to start him this week. But, hey, I get past this round, and let's just say he goes off this week and he becomes Darren Waller again. I just got him for free 99. You guys let me pick him up. Um, and then there's other guys on my roster that I feel good about. Miles Sanders really kind of coming into his own. Uh, Josh Allen can do his thing at any time. Juju coming on a little stronger here on, at the end. Traylon Burks, the rookie. Hopefully he's back from getting his fucking head absolutely imploded. I don't know, man. If I'm going to do anything, it's going to be on youth. And I'm, I might fizzle out here uh, right here in the playoffs. And Stein might take me down for the first time this year after I took him down twice. Uh, but that's kind of the thing. You know, you... It's hard to beat a team three times. Um, and Stein is is secretly out to just like cave my head in. Maybe not so secret. He wants to cave my head in and then go on to face Joe for the next round. Um, this is a great playoffs, man. I feel like this year was very competitive. Jake was in there at the end and just like couldn't uh, get over Mark. And that was a really close game. It was exciting. All the games down to the end, down to the wire. Really exciting year. Uh, positive stuff. All good things. Um, but let's talk about some stuff that's not so positive. Um, I feel like we've uh, we've we've paintballed Dave a lot, and it's kind of getting old for Dave. I don't know how you feel, Dave. Dave's like bring it on. It's a simple punishment, um, but. I feel like when you've when you've entered the territory of this many times getting paintball, we have to be more creative. And like obviously we can't change the rules for what Dave's about to experience, so he'll get paintballed, but we should think about this for the future. Like if there's more um if you if you if you've been a multiple time paintballer, is that does that mean that your offense should then be greater as we go? Or should we be more lenient? It's an interesting conversation. Because you could kind of go either way. You should you could kind of go like, well, should we be a little bit more harsh because it's like it's a repeat offender, like a criminal, um, or should we be like, you know, this person deserves forgiveness because it's it's hard being hard hard not to win, you know, and have to be in that position. We should show mercy almost. So uh, let's have that conversation at the draft. I think that should be a topic of conversation. We should let Dave weigh in. We should let Joe weigh in. Uh, Stein, people who've been paintballed multiple times. Um, we should let you guys just say your piece, and we'll say our piece, and we'll be at peace if you're following me. The winner of uh this year's playoffs may be the winner of the biggest purse in founding Farter Fantasy Football League history. Um, 
with the addition of the transaction counter where if you remember we voted a dollar per transaction um, so the I think about the total for transactions this year came in at about $170 or so 169 to be exact haha <laughs> 69 um, that's all from uh, the number of transactions everyone had over the year the uh, the winner in terms of uh, the number of transactions is BJ with 34 Behind him is the Kamish at 27, um, followed by Dave at 22. Um, and then uh, if we keep going down, we got uh, Stein at 18, Papa Wu at 17, and then uh, Amari Pooper at 16. And we're not going to keep, or should I keep going? I'm not going to keep going. Uh, but uh, that will go into the total pot for the the winner. Uh, should be a good finish here, fellas. Let's finish strong. Keep those rosters going. And anyone who wants to do side bets, feel free to do so. You guys can pit your teams against each other. Continue on, even if you've been eliminated already. <coughs> it can be completely offline. Just set your roster. Compete against each other. There's an idea. Go ahead. Figure it out. This podcast is brought to you by Crazy Susan's Cookies. I only get them because uh, my crazy real estate agent keeps sending them to me. I'm not in the housing market anytime soon, so kind of wasting your money, but I appreciate the effort. They're delicious. Uh, they make me feel like I'm going to fucking get diabetes immediately, but holy shit, are they good. I had my second one right now. I'm currently eating it. I'm going to eat it through our next segment. Uh, so this is the uh, Crazy Susan's Cookies hotline where we fucking go to you guys and we listen to what you have to say. So let's go to our first caller. Oi, to the bank. Coming at you live from Ibuna, Brazil. Long day of traveling, but we made it. Sao Paulo was ginormous. It's I can't even explain how big it is. It took us like two hours to drive past it. It's crazy. Um, yeah, met our family. It's a good time, man. It's, just, it's a big step for us. I'm really happy. Uh, as for fantasy, yeah, I'm happy with that too. Fuck it. Paint bomb me. You know? What can you do? I'm not going to change my name to injured and reserved or anything like that, you know? I just took my injuries off the chin, and now I'll take some paintballs off the ass. You know how it goes. Got to be accountable for your actions. Brent, you said I had a great draft, and I was like, oh, cool, yeah, I have a great draft. Yeah, thanks, Brent. Oh, that's really advice coming from you. And then my team gets two wins. That's how it goes. But, uh, yeah, good year, Brent. Thanks again for everything. Good luck to everybody in the playoffs. Well, first of all, I think you did have a pretty decent draft. I mean, let's look at Dave's draft. He he took Jamar Chase, Debo, back-to-back, which, on paper, is a good fucking draft. Uh, and, and, like, I think those two guys were productive. Jamar Chase gets hurt. Um, Ezekiel Elliott has his ups and downs this year. Kyle Pitts was the one that was just the absolute fucking killer. But on paper, it made a lot of sense. So at, like, at draft time, that's a good pick by Dave to take Kyle Pitts in that spot. I mean, I don't think anyone would argue it. Mike Williams, been good when he's been on the field, which has not been as often as you'd like. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire fell off a fucking cliff, but was a good running back and a great selection at the time Dave took him. Damien Harris, uh <laughs> Uh, Devontae Smith was actually like I was actually very critical of that pick at the time actually kind of like looking back now as the season progresses was a pretty good pick just wasn't 
consistent. It's kind of like a boomer bust type type of deal sometimes with him. Uh, but later in the season, it kind of picked up. Um, Rashad Penny until he got hurt. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is the one that just couldn't produce the way that Aaron Rodgers used to. I mean, imagine that pick hits and Dave's team is completely different. All I'm saying is the draft, uh, I think, was good. So Dave's team is just like it had a series of unfortunate events. Uh, some some reason up and down Dave's roster, there was something going on. And I think that's a large reason why Dave is in this position. Uh, as for the other topic at hand, Dave being in Brazil, in Brazil, it is a big step, my man. Uh, you're going out there to meet your girl's family. And, you know, that's a that's an important step in a relationship. And I feel like Dave is the guy who's always been a part of in the story of everyone else's relationship, you know, we all have a story of like Dave, our, our, our partners could all tell a story about Dave, you know, our significant others all have a Dave story because he's like that significant and important to everybody, you know? And now it's like, we're on the other end where we get to play that role for Dave on as like observers to his relationship. And as it, as it develops. So like Dave, I feel like that's where you're at. And we're all just like sitting here, like almost like on the sideline, just like rooting. Like it's like fans in the stands now. And like it's cool. And we're happy for you, my man. We hope you enjoy that moment out there. Especially because it's like it's unique to you. It's important. Um, it's not often that you have like, you know, someone who has that much of a diverse background from you. You get to go to a different country um, and experience something that's completely different from what you're used to. And you open yourself to a different perspective that changes how you are with her. Opens you up to something about her that you didn't know before you went. You know? And that's kind of a cool experience. It's like you're living your significant other and their experience. And then you bring that home and you have a whole new perspective on your relationship. And it'll all be positive. You know? It'll be it'll be pretty cool. I mean, dude, that's a... It's like one of those transcendental things in life. You don't get many of those types of things. So, enjoy it, brother. Also, side note, there's definitely crap in our food, man, like preservatives and chemicals. It should just taste different when you leave the country. Like grapes, you know, like Welch's grape jelly and like grapes, like grape juice. Their grapes actually taste, taste like that naturally. There's like seeds, you bite in the seeds. It's like all these nutrients. Really, it, it's kind of like a booger, if that makes sense. Like an oyster type of texture. But it's so fucking sweet and delicious. My God, I've never had grapes like that. And just like veggies and like everything. It's fucking fresh. There's a lot of terrible shit in our society. You know, environmental things, things we do within packaging of our food and then the food itself. And none of it is pretty, you know. Um, We take shortcuts to feed the masses and all that kind of shit. And that results in some nasty shit in your food and plastic containers that give you, like, fucking cancer or whatever or make your fucking taint shrink or whatever that theory that that lady has. I think it's not even a theory. It's like a science. there's scientific evidence. Our taints are shrinking, man. Does that mean we're less of men? Probably. It probably does. Can't mean that we're more, you know? I don't know. I don't fucking know. Well, I measure a man by the size of his taint. I get out a measuring tape every time I meet a guy, and I say, how big's your fucking taint, jerk off? And then we have a taint measuring contest anyway. There's definitely uh, also proof that they're doing shit to our fruit. Like, if you look at a lemon that you grow on a tree versus the lemon you buy in a store, they're, like, either putting, like, wax on it, like they do with apples, or they're, like, rubbing it or bleaching it 
are doing something to make it look not the way it comes out in nature. Same with oranges. They're doing shit to like doctor it up to make it look more attractive when you buy it in the grocery store. Just from an appearance standpoint, like that's fucked up. I only care about what it tastes like. If you think about a lot of the food you eat, you eat a lot of ugly food that tastes fucking great. I don't know. It just seems kind of backwards. We got to stop doing this shit, man. I, I get a Dunkin' Donuts cup of coffee every morning. I'm sure that plastic container I'm drinking that Dunkin' Donuts out of is probably killing me slowly. So I should stop doing that. There's a lot of things in life like that. We got to stop doing. And when you go to a country that's like, you know, not doing that as much, they're still doing it. Let's be real, Dave. Like, they're still doing it out there. They got McDonald's out there in Brazil, I'm sure. You know, with their plastic straws. But they're not doing it as much. You know, we're, we're gluttonous with it. We have it on every corner. It's like oozing out of the Americas. Yeah, you know. Anyway, let's go to our next caller. Uh, 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 get the show on the road. Yo, Kamish. Papa Wu checking in from uh, Taboo Sports Bar and Lounge over here in the neighborhood in beautiful Philadelphia. Um, just couldn't get it done. Went on a six-game winning streak and then sub-100 for the first time in a long time when all the cards were on the table, you know? That's just how the cookie crumbles. Paintball Dave, it'll be fun. But non-fantasy-wise, I don't know, man. I don't have anything going on. Life's fucking boring right now. Just looking forward to Christmas. Eating some good food, seeing my family. It'll be fun. All right. Papa Wu checking in. Thanks for checking in, Papa Wu. Uh, Your team almost got there. Just a couple points shy of making the playoffs. Would have been a good push, uh, but that's how the cookie crumbles sometimes. And uh, sometimes it's a, uh, a Crazy Susan cookie, which you can probably get at crazysusans.com, I'm sure. Or just type Crazy Susan South Jersey on Google and try to find their cookies. I am a big fan, never once paid for them, but I'm sure if I had the opportunity to, I would. And they are they are delicious, and you should too. Uh, let's go to our next caller. Here's Zufo. Checking in from uh, wherever the fucking Zifo is. It's it says Marriott on his thing. He's always somewhere. Myst- he's so mysterious. This world traveler Zifo. Uh, so let's go to him. Yo, Brent. Yo, Kamish. Yo, boys. It's been a little while. Hope everyone's doing well. Glad you're doing one of these before the uh, playoff push. Amari Pooper, another uh, first round buy. Going for his fourth championship. Not going to lie, if I don't win, I want no one else to win but Joe. I feel like the kid deserves it, man. He's been through so much. He's fucking bottom of the barrel year after year. I think he's due, man. His team's fucking loaded. It's hitting on all cylinders. We'll see. If it's not me, better be Joe. Everyone loves the story of a, a rise from the ashes, you know what I'm saying? So I agree on that sentiment. But uh, I don't agree on if it's not Jove, you know, or if it's not Zivo, you know, it's Jove. I mean, there's a lot of people that I think are deserving. I think Jove being one of them. There's a lot of people in the playoffs. I look at a team like Mark, and I'm like, you know what? Maybe it's Mark's here. Maybe Mike finally sheds the cuckery, dude. Maybe Mike cucks somebody here in the playoffs. For once. Or maybe Stein comes back and resurrects the magic that he got not not that long ago during the pandemic. Or perhaps 
perhaps the commish comes out of nowhere with his hobbled team and just surprises everyone. Who knows, man? It's the playoffs. It's the fucking playoffs. The playoffs? We're talking about playoffs? We're talking about playoffs, dude. Let's go back to Zifo. Leslie, I mean, can everyone just leave me alone about the Giants, man? You know, we start 6-1. and one, I'm like, holy shit, we got a squad. People start getting hurt. Now we fucking suck, dude. We're fucking horrible. Danny Jones fucking sucks. Everyone fucking sucks. Now I get these fucking discords like, ooh, like, come on. Come on, dude. We're all bros. I never talk shit about the Eagles. Just cut it out, man. Dude, listen to me. The Giants fucking stink, dude. Oh, my God, do they stink. Daniel Jones is uh, in the ilk of the tradition that is Giants quarterbacks where uh, they have to remove a chromosome in order to cement them in that position. Uh, and he plays that role very well. Uh, your whole franchise is propped up by a running back that is ferocious. However, his knees are uh, pretty much made of glass. And, and very shatterable. And I think his shelf life is about as long as a uh, open can of sardines in a uh, New York City bodega on a hot, balmy August day. Um, your coach is cool. I like him. I think he's going to be good. That's the only thing that might turn your franchise around and be able to get you past all these holes is if that guy can get his hands on a quarterback that's actually worth a damn. Uh, and then we've got business, boys. I want... I'm like, I agree with Dave. I want the NFC East to be competitive. And uh, you guys roll that dog fucking garbage out here, that dog heap shit of garbage out every uh, Sunday and somehow walk your way into wins to get yourself into a position to be in having a winning record. But uh, still a shitty team. Anyway, just had to say that. And then also, the Mets suck in their garbage. Uh, you may have signed Verlander. And uh, some other fucking people I can't even remember. But who cares? You're gonna figure. You're gonna get have this great season. You're gonna beat the shit out of us during the regular season, and then do nothing else. So, Zifo, enjoy your teams. Let's go over to uh, ML uh, on the ones and twos. Playoffs are upon us, boys, and uh, you know, gotta do everything we can to stop Zifo. You can't win four. It's just a fact. Um, I don't know who's gonna do it. But, you know, we like the kid, but it's nothing against him as, like, a person. It's just, it's getting old, dude. Um, and Brent in the playoffs, I mean, you shared that stat. It's just, I just can't believe that. We got to get some new faces in here. Me, Mark. Well, Mark already won. Me, Joe. I mean, come on, guys. We need your support. Yeah, I agree. The new blood's good. Um, Mike clearly checking in from the dumper with the echo. <laughs> I heard that. To confirm that for me, bud. Uh, uh, yeah, man. I mean, new, 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 fresh faces at the championship ring with new banners up in the rafters. That's what it's all about. So go get it. Otherwise, uh, me and Zifo are out here for to take it. So it will be interesting. Let's go back to ML. Being that uh, I'm an expectant father here, soon in the next six weeks or so, uh, looking to get some tips, Brent. I mean, you got two kids, you know. Uh, you and Max are the only ones with two kids, so two different, two different genders too, so differences, tips, tricks, what to do, what not to do, uh, let me hear it, dude. Um, well, I gave you a good one. If you get a paternal leave, take that. If not, figure out a way to just 
have an extended period of time at least make be take your vacation days with your kid just get that little bonding moment you know where it's like no one but you you guys um when i was in the hospital with uh with charlie it was during COVID. And people couldn't visit, and there was something very nice about that. Um, so, if you guys are, I don't know how you feel about, you know, sharing private moments. It's just like a little family that you got, but maybe, maybe keep that just you guys. You know, like keep a, a moment for just you guys at least, especially when you get home from the hospital after all that stuff. Um, you're really just gonna want to figure your shit out and not have to deal with people. So. I don't know. There's all that stuff. Um, as far as like the differences between a boy and a girl, you know, kids are kids, but there are differences distinctly between boys and girls. A girl requires a softer hand. I find that me myself, uh, I'm just like a little bit different with Charlie in terms of just uh, <coughs> not as harsh. He'll roughhouse him with the little guy, even though he's only four months old. You know, it's just gonna be different. You know, I don't know how to describe it. You'll get it. You'll pick it up, dude. Being a parent is like one of those things that anybody can do. You know, all you got to do is shoot your load in somebody, and then, boom, you're a dad. So if anybody can do it, you know, it's not that hard of a job, right? Let's go back to ML. Brent, big mazel to you on episode 100, dude. Pretty crazy. Uh, probably would have been there sooner if you didn't have two kids, but, you know. <laughs> and, uh, dude, we couldn't be doing this without you, man. We're you're probably the only reason why that we keep playing this. I mean, Dave wants to call it quits, but he can't do it to you. And uh, you know, every episode has been awesome, dude. You guys have done a lot. You know, you've done a lot of special stuff with the weddings and everyone else, and um, it's been really nice. It's been really special. I tell all, I tell everyone that I know that has a fantasy football league about the podcast, and they have nothing like it. So. Um, you should be really proud, man. This is this is this is really something great. Um, happy to be a part of it too, and hopefully we get to another hundred. Fucking a right, dude. And thank you. I appreciate the kind words about the podcast, about the league. Um, I do it for you guys. You guys keep showing up. I keep showing out. That's what we'll do for a hundred, hundred more. Hopefully, uh, you know this league is a a fun one, and I know that. Fantasy football can sometimes be a little bit defeating. But don't get defeated. Keep playing. And one day, the tide will come your way. And you'll get to experience glory. And you're going to like the way that glory tastes. Let me tell you. Oh, man. Anyway, let's shut this shit down. Dave, enjoy Brazil. Boys, look forward to the dinner this weekend. And good luck to everyone out there in the playoffs. We'll see what happens. And, uh, of course, as always, go birds. And uh, we'll get back to you next time whenever we can. Talking ish with your commish. We will see you next time. What the fuck? Something to admit. Terrible.